Are you ready? Hey, uh, yeah. Roll the intro. <gasps> Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Bitcade. Uh, my name is Ryan A. E. Moore. Joining me, like always, is me, Ashton. Yep, and the dude with the face. Okay, <laughs> and okay, <laughs> and in this very special episode. Who else? Dangles. There you go. <laughs> I didn't know if you're going for the rebrand, so I was like, I don't know what you call. Go by. Uh, <laughs> as of right now, no, there's no rebrand. Okay, like, no rebrand problem. yet. Maybe possibly in the future. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. <gasps> In this episode of Bitcade, we are going to be talking about the PlayStation 5 reveal event. We are going to be talking about uh, Game of the Decade 2015 and 2016, as well as Mixer finally closing the doors. Um, so, <laughs> oh, <laughs> did I hit a nerve there? <laughs> Are you good? I just had a stroke. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, Ashton, which one do you want to talk about first? Talk about Mixer. All right. Let's this talk happens. about Mixer. Uh, I think as of when this video is coming out, which will probably be the week of the announcement, I think we have a couple weeks left before Mixer is officially shut down. July uh, 22nd. July 22nd. Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's... Uh, been quite an interesting ride that mixer has taken that beam has taken um i guess i'll, I'll well, let's uh i'll let you guys think of some eulogies that you want to say for the your final respects for the uh for the lost and the dead that is about to happen uh but i don't know man like this shit to me it's heartbreaking like mixer was supposed to be like this awesome alternative to twitch and having you know and very very like mixed community over there but mixer's been generally speaking pretty positive at least for me so i don't know it's it's gonna suck to have to move you know we finally made it to like just right about like 430 followers and now we get to start all over again on twitch so it really sucks i like the interactivity i like the competition mixer made twitch better so I don't feel as terrible going back to Twitch now because now Twitch is better than when we when we left it. But I'm still pretty fucking bummed. <laughs> mm -hmm. Do do I do I talk now? Sure. Yeah. I mean, you were the uh, you you're <laughs> new to the to the platform, and then all of a sudden it's like a carpet has been ripped from beneath yeah, you. You don't have to ask to speak. We're not slaves anymore. <laughs> Go on. Look. Hey, it ah! it, not me. Yeah, it was Natalie Domingo, Natalia Domingo. That's actually her name. Yep. Her name was revealed. Oh, by yeah, the way. Fuck that bitch. We'll what go into that in a little bit, but is so there any final? Is it sucks? You know, I honestly I do prefer Twitch, but I will say the community on Mixer is much. Better. You find a lot more genuine people. I feel like because people there just know like this platform. I feel like people knew like the platform wasn't gonna be better, but that doesn't mean we shouldn't stop. Twitch had years of development. I'm not saying that Mixer couldn't get there. Twitch had, uh, like I said, Twitch had years of development, so it was going to take Mixer some time. Could it have got there with the right push? Of course. The community was already good. You know, I like some of the features on Mixer a little better than Twitch. I started out on Twitch. 
and I feel like you know I was enjoying the community. You know, from somebody like me, like of course I wasn't at I wasn't at the level like Primal Target. I wasn't at like four hundred, but I had to have like a hundred and I think my number was one hundred and forty-seven. Or someone like me who just started to do it on a whim in like late December is like, well, damn, who thought I got that far? Like, I, I could have easily seen myself at like 200 by the end of the year. Now that's not happening. Like, mm-hmm. wow. Just the way they went about everything is like, oh, shit, you feel like it was a cop out, but you gotta keep on going. I'm not gonna give up trying to be a streamer. You gotta pick up the pieces and keep moving. Yeah, man. That's what you gotta do. Keep the head up, hell high, save as I'm much as the community you can. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, it, I remember even uh, when, when Ashton and I were were talking about like jumping ship from from Twitch and moving over to. I mean, we've talked about this a couple times. I mean, when, even when uh, I think the most recent time that we talked about when we left Twitch was because when Ninja or Shroud or I think it was one. Of, I think we talked about Mixer a couple times uh, over the last year or so about when you know ninja jumped over and shroud come over and then ewok came over and all, the all these bigger streamers the yeah. Yeah. yeah and so it's like this you know it, it looked like there was some light at the end of the tunnel that we were all kind of striving to go for with mixer and you know every time i saw ashton was streaming the numbers would keep going up and so i was like oh you know i don't want to mess up the skis there you know he's got his you got a motion of of pt nation rolling over there and then, um, and then, yeah, just the fact that this kind of was very sudden. It's not necessarily like, I mean, we, we kind of saw writing on the wall, but I mean, for the most part, like generalizing this, how fast this is all going to happen and how much these dominoes are falling uh, or the cards of this card house are falling, it's pretty sudden and how quick they're going to shut this all down. Um, and pretty quick that they moved to Facebook. That was also an interesting move. Uh, that Facebook Gaming and Mixer are kind of teaming up for the final weeks, and the influ- uh, the influencers and the streamers that are on Mixer currently can be partnered. There's like a partnership thing that they're trying to get moved over there, so you don't start completely from scratch. Um, but I mean, yeah, this is like this is a major source of income for a lot of people, and now it's just like you either can start over on Twitch. Or get, you know, maybe a fourth or, a th- you know, a third of your viewership over on Mixer. Or you just push them all to Facebook and try and get there. Um, it's going to be interesting for the next couple of weeks. So, we'll see what happens. I got to mention that, like, the Facebook partner program is, like, really shady. Just, like, a, just touch on that. You have to sign an NDA. Signing up for a partner on Facebook, and also they did deny somebody. I'm sure you do for Twitch as well, wouldn't you? I mean, we signed. I I, I signed some stuff for the affiliates. Yeah. Yeah, there's like certain earlier that doesn't go out to like the public. So I would, I'm not surprised if they have an NDA for partnership. And also, they denied somebody who had like sixteen thousand people partnered already. It makes it just flat out denied. So not everyone's guaranteed, and that's the most heartbreaking part. It's like, all right. Mix the shifts down. All right, where am I going to go? Facebook? You got a partner program? All right, there's a shred of hope here. Boom, denied. What's wrong with Like, that guy is, like, more so crushed than any of us could be. That's true. Yeah, you I mean. Built, like, no, I, I don't have anything to go. It's just, like, you built this, right? And you've given second chance at making it happen again to just have it stripped from you again. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if that guy just, like, 
don't know what he's gonna do now. He did say, I think uh, Fox had shared it. He was a, he was he's a war vet too. On top of all that, yeah. and I was just like, what, what does this guy do? Yeah, hopefully his community can kind of help him get through there. But yeah, it shouldn't have come to it shouldn't come to that if if that's the case. If to, if Facebook, I mean, I, I just checked out Facebook before we we hopped on here and immediately on their gaming streaming site it says welcome mixer streamers and then there's like a whole little clickable button for how to how to sign in and and try to get your stuff moved over i mean you know the the benefit of this for for primal target is we're not completely starting from scratch i mean we are technically affiliates still like we did not lose that status so we could still theoretically make money um as opposed to when we, you know a, a mixer we could also do that we were I, were we ever affiliate? Like, were we marked as an affiliate, or were we just? There's no affiliate. There's no affiliate. Okay. On yeah. Mixer, we just got access to like Embers early, um, and, and because like that. of that, we were able to get paid. We were really paid, okay. yeah, by our community. Yeah. Got it. So yeah, I mean, you know, and and with with Twitch, the only way of doing that is to be a part of the affiliate program. It's relatively easy to get to that part. Um, but that first yeah. 50, that first, the, the milestones look like they're okay to get to, but the first 50 are really hard. And then you got to not only get the first 50, but then you got to get the viewership up. And that's the really big thing. I think the numbers have actually changed since the last time we were on there. Um, I didn't, I, I took a look and it is, it is posted there, uh, for how to actually do that. But I mean, I, that was the platform I streamed on. I don't think I ever I think I streamed on Mixer like two or three times when we started and yeah. then I got a new job and that messed up a lot of stuff. Um, and then I just never got around to it. But the, um, but yeah, I mean, Twitch was where, where I started streaming and that's, I looking at some of the stuff that got set up there, it definitely looks like they've changed over the last two years of us not being there. And, um, you know, now I know I, I do know more people that do stream and they do stream on Twitch, but I always felt like it was hard to explain what Mixer was to people, and I think that yeah. was a thing that was part of this downfall of like when you would see like, oh, there's mix like you go, oh, there's the Twitch booth and there's the Mixer booth. What's Mixer? Oh, it's like the Microsoft streaming thing. Oh, so they just do Xbox? I think so. That's usually how like all those conversations went, and. It it's um, I don't think they ever broke out of that. But. No, I don't think so. They they had really bad marketing too. Like they they were doing really good like the first year that they took over, and, and you know they were like, hey, Mixer 2.0 coming out, you know, big ass update. Um, but they didn't ever do like marketing, marketing. You know, they didn't like kind of like tell everybody what they were all about, and explain what they actually were to people who aren't familiar with like the streaming industry. Um, so, so I don't know. It's they didn't really reach out to people who are outside of the uh, you know industry. Yeah. So how do you feel about these other companies now? Like you got the caffeine and you got some other streaming stuff. Just for celebrities. I don't know if that's entirely. I think you could stream on the caffeine. I think the reason why they get the celebrities is because they're owned by Apple. So, but. How do you feel about? Like, um, do you feel like this is writing on the wall for those companies, or do you think that I Mixer's kind of? So. Okay. I think this is going to scare people um, to not want to go with anybody new because Microsoft was new and it was like had a lot of money, and if they can't get their shit together with 
the amount of resources Microsoft has and a platform that should have done, you know, should have gave Twitch a, ran, a run for its money. I really feel like people are going to be like very weary of checking out any of these newer, smaller platforms, even like D Live and you say caffeine. I, I feel like they're just going to be doomed to fail now because, you know, Mixer was supposed to be like this. Twitch alternative basically is like basically have a community. Like if you were to talk to anybody who watches Mixer regularly, it was supposed to be like Twitch light, the light side of Twitch, you know, it's supposed to be that and have them play tug of war, you know, Mixer versus Twitch and Facebook gaming was kind of a side thing. IGTV was kind of a, you know, an afterthought, but now, you know, out of the turntables, <laughs> Um, so it's, I feel like it's writing on the wall for, for a lot of these other companies, sadly, um, cause you want as much competition as you can get. So that way, you know, everything keeps getting better because Twitch hadn't done jack shit for years in terms of like making their platform better. And they, then Mixer came along and they're okay, like, yeah, okay, yeah, well, yeah, okay. boom. I was like in recent times. Cause I'm, yeah, but yeah. Um, before we move on to like some of the influences that maybe Mixer had on, on Twitch. Uh, I want to let Tyler get in on some of this. Uh, what, how do you feel about that same thing? Like, do you feel, cause I mean, as a Mixer streamer, like, do you feel like these other companies are going to start running scared or do you think they're going to start uh, steering into it a little bit more or. I see. I feel like the other companies just are not going to be as brave as Mixer. So like did challenge a little bit. I mean, they bought, Twitch streamers. Mm -hmm. So, I honestly got to say, I feel like no one's going to really step up to bat. It'll be really surprising. I mean, it was like that one shot in the dark that a couple of friends of mine had talked about. Like, oh, what if uh, a Shroud start their own website? I'm like, wow, that would be cool. Not going to fucking happen. I feel like everybody has the same fear. I feel like Mixer was getting eventually. How are we going to beat Twitch? And I feel like they just come to the same conclusion. We're not. Why try after a while? So I feel like Mixer. I feel like Mixer like can't, like started off a little strong. Like yeah, like we know what we want to do. We're gonna go for it. But after a while, it's just like that morale just dwindled to simply nothing. Because like, what can we do? This big behemoth of a company. It's been several times where I've had talks like, what can Mixer do in terms of like acquiring like a partnership with somebody? Like Twitch has Amazon. Mm -hmm. I have no idea who Mixer ever partnered with. And they was bouncing around. A time, like I said, I feel like people just succumb to the fact that we're not going to beat Twitch. It's on everybody. They're just going to get better and better. So, I. Yeah, I mean, it it did come down to, um, you know, like one of my my thoughts of it was like as you're mentioning that Amazon owns Twitch, and they're implement they're them implying a lot of implementing. That's the word. Uh, a lot of the Amazon stuff, like Twitch Prime, and there's deals that go with that. You get free games because you get that, you know, connected to that. But it was no additional cost. You just added it to there. You got a free sub. You got all this other stuff. And then you look at Facebook Gaming, and it's like literally like everyone has a Facebook. Majority of people uh, have a Facebook, and it's easy to access. I literally, it's two clicks away from the. If you're on PC, it is literally two clicks away to get to the gaming portion of Facebook, which is why I think YouTube is terrible when it comes to live streaming games. If you do not have a following yet, that is not where you start, uh, which is part of the reason why like, I'm thinking about doing 
like the stuff that I've been doing on YouTube going and starting to just boost our numbers on Twitch along with Ashton. So it's like, it's, uh, it's just really hard. Cause you, you know, you get bogged down and it's super like, unless you don't, unless you know what you're doing on YouTube, like you can barely find where that, where all the gaming live streaming gaming is. Uh, if you didn't know where, what, where you're going. Uh, and it takes like four or five clicks to get to that spot, and people don't got that time. They they'll just all right, never mind. I'll just watch this guy, like, and watch their video that they recorded for twenty minutes. Um, and uh, but YouTube got rid of their YouTube gaming, uh, but they attached their brand to that. Microsoft did not attach their brand to Mixer. It's just a subsidiary of what they have. They own it, but that's about it. They they kind of just sent them off with a paycheck and hoped that it was going to run like xbox where they didn't necessarily have to put microsoft in front of the xbox you just associate it to that but that's about it you can do whatever you want on it but it never broke that mold of oh uh yeah it's can i can i stream nintendo stuff i mean ashton you can attest to this there is not very many people that were streaming nintendo games and you were kind of doing some work on that when towards the end of all this yeah so yep I was uh, going to be the next guy to look after the Nintendo orphans on Mixer, <laughs> and now they're going to be lost forever. I can I control Dragon Ball Fighters for a little bit. Dude, oh, yeah. I, I hate to be that cocky, but like when I start, like just one thing about Mixer's downfall is because of its lack of an audience. It like old games, you not even old games. Dragon Ball only two years old, right? And can't find anybody on there. No one's checking for these games, so I can literally get on. Dragon Ball, the support of the communities I have met, and literally dominate the Dragon Ball directory with like five people. Mm-hmm. Five people is all it took to dominate one category of a whole game. Like, what's going on here? Yeah, I mean, and you definitely see like based on the the, the top results for each of the platforms, whether it's YouTube, Facebook, or Twitch or Mixer, they all range in different games that are popular at the current time and it's kind of interesting to see like mixer was definitely the closest in uh into what was the top games for twitch and i think in order for them to compete that was where they were like okay we have the top games also on our on our network on our website to compete with it otherwise you look at youtube and it's all like mobile games because youtube streaming is super popular and like in the in Asia, like seriously popular over there, like PUBG Mobile and Firefight and like all these other games that are like mobile games are like super big on YouTube. Um, like there are there are obviously League of Legends is on there, but it's it's not the numbers that you see over on on Twitch or something like that. Um, and even with uh, with Mixer, you didn't really see very many PC oriented games in the top listings of things. It was usually console based mm-hmm. games. So, yeah, um, and that's a big majority of gamers. Huge, yeah, huge rise in uh, console streamers mm-hmm. when Mixer came out because you could do it right from the Xbox. I mean, you could do that yeah. to Twitch also when Twitch was being put on the yeah. one, and but it happened more so because uh, yeah. when Microsoft acquired Beam, called it Mixer. Uh, they put they put that shit up in its own tab on the dashboard, so. Mm-hmm. Like, it oh, still is it? It's still up to there to this day. So we'll have an update on our uh, on our OS on the uh, Xbox One. Um, so what what is? Uh, can you give me a brief rundown of the drama that is of what this whole situation is 
transpired or what you feel is your theory Uh, of what has happened so far we don't know if these are or do we know 100 percent of what is about to happen or want to go ashton you want me to do it uh i'll I'll let you go you you, i I talk too much go ahead okay okay the the main drama started off a couple days not a couple days ago was it yesterday some guy had like uh sort of like mixer the black experience they um I bought Mixer, I think like last year, maybe two years ago. This would have been and... the 21st of June of 2020, just to yeah. date it. Oh, um, his name on Twitch is like Milan, even Phil Spencer. We'll get, we'll get that. Basically, he put up uh, uh, like a twit longer post on my um, to the black experience. Black man hired by Mixer. And first instance, he just hits heavy. First situation he brings up in a meeting when he gets there, someone like an employee makes a mark that you were hired for street. It makes him leave that he was just hired for the color of his skin and not the work he can produce. Hmm. And yeah, then it's diversity hire. Uh, which hurt him. Then the next situation, again, right heavy in there. Um he brings up that he had a meeting with everybody, like everybody makes her. And the boss just wants to say, hey, I feel like all the content creators or partners mixer are like my slaves and I'm their slave master. So obviously as as African American male, he's a little bit Bothered by this, and she saw that he was bothered. He said that they had talked about it afterwards, and she wanted to justify her slave analogy by bringing up like Google analogies or some shit like that. And he was like, "That doesn't really justify what you did." Goes on to like an investigative team, I guess you can say. We brought up to they said they would talk to HR, and that they would handle it. They go to talk to. They didn't actually bring it up to HR. He goes to them, and he tell they tell him no one brought this side at all. I think he he decides to finally quit. Uh, they come back to him, I think, like a year later or some shit with, like, the findings on the case, and they find her not guilty. Um, now, like, basically, she can't be racist. She hired a black man. Hmm. After everything going on, think that, you know, this wouldn't be happening, that mm-hmm. people would, like, turn tide, and then, you know, Phil Spencer obviously comments on a guy saying, I want to meet with you. We should definitely talk about this. Oh, so Phil Spencer met with the the guy. The guy. He probably probably had like a video call. Yeah, he like personally commented. Like his account commented under that dude's post. I want to talk. We talk about it. And, and, then, and then we don't know really what's transpired after that. No, well, obviously they sold themselves. So I don't think anything really. I guess maybe to the masses, nothing really matters because mm-hmm. those those people are probably going to get relocated. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I mean, the Facebook gaming division. There is a division up here in Seattle, so they they can move, and it it will not really affect them. They'll just move buildings. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, there's going to be people that are going to get laid off and fired during a time where we are dealing with a horrific uh, outbreak. So it's like, you know, um, it's going to be tough for a lot of the Mixer people. And I, I feel really mm-hmm. bad for a lot of those people that are working and that are getting the blunt of this, uh, the that they didn't deserve it. A lot of streamers are ready to take off. There's a, a one one streamer. I don't um want to be too disrespectful, so I'm not going to go with your sexual orientation because attention to subject tonzi i saw their post on um uh, twitter sorry saying that they were just going to stop streaming until it gets solved stop streaming on mixer and it's funny that the next day boom sell themselves i was prepared also to stream because of the situation i feel like it hit me a little different because this kind of goes in the line of my like profession what i want to do I'm, I, I'm in school right now for game designing okay? this guy probably Online did something like me, you know. I learned about like many other things, like going to school. So this could have been somewhere I ended up as a black man. It's like this is what I have to face when I get there. Mm-hmm. The first thing you don't think of, you don't think about racism when you go to 
game design. You don't think about that. You have to because you should. This is the real world, but you don't think about it because you know games always portray themselves or game studios always portray themselves to be very inclusive. Like you know, let's get everybody involved. We don't like really fly for that. Even like you know, it's in Xbox and PlayStation and Nintendo. The like for like Pride Month, everybody's all about that. But to still have employees, uh, just feel this way. And like I told his brother, we were talking. Phil Spencer may talk about this and talk to him about it. To if he if this if they never sold themselves, Phil Spencer I probably would have saw it through. But the thing is, you cannot just fire one person because you have to blame the HR group. You also have to blame the people investigating it all because you decided this yeah. person was not guilty. Mm-hmm. It start you don't you can't just get rid of one person. You have to get rid of several branches of one company. As me and Ashton talked about, Mixer is very small. That would have been a severe blow. Maybe that's why they sold. So if you have to like this just unravels a whole lot of shit that you have to see through, and it reveals there's a whole bunch of people like this. If that happens, sure. they investigated it, and you have to give it all those people. Then you're left with what six people in Mixer? Because a couple months ago they were describing a Mixer employee was describing them to be a skeleton crew. Yikes! Oh, and low morale at that. It's like if they would have fired all those people, the mixer would have. They would just prolong the inevitable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that it definitely is an interesting thing because I feel like there is something that we don't know. There's obviously information we don't know about about this scenario. Like a company just doesn't fold up a division because they're like, oh yeah, let's just end it. Let's just end this because of a, a, a social media situation. Like there's obviously something else that's. Well, been there's like been happening issues. up to there's this been point going on for a while though that what would like, you say there's been issues going on for a long yeah that's time, what i'm though. saying yeah this is, this is just a straw to book the oh, camel's exactly. back because mm-hmm. like you know i don't know if you remember but um whatever lady that took over mixer after one of the main dudes left um she came in and they were operating on a skeleton crew um because they wasted all their money on like twitch streamers uh they didn't have enough money to basically run shit and instead of being motivational she shit on them for complaining and that she doesn't feel bad for them and this isn't the time for them to feel sorry for themselves it's the time for them to get their heads down and get to work like what the who the fuck hired you yeah i think in especially this day and age it's like i i think people have realized that leadership is not brought by telling them to not just get to work because i mean you know a lot of people talk shit about the millennials and how like oh you know it we were i mean i've seen um this like work ethic based on um generations and one of them is obviously they talk about the millennials and the difference between millennials to baby boomers and this isn't like a knock to either one of them. They're both really hardworking. It's they go at it differently. Baby boomers will go to work, do the work, get it done, ask no questions. Because they know that by just go putting their head down and get doing the work, they can get it done. And they can get it done well. We, as kids, were taught always ask questions. You remember that in the library, Ashton, when we were in elementary school? Yeah. It said, there's never a dumb question. It was literally in the library. To always yep. ask questions because you were never dumb on asking it. It's how you learn. It's how you adapt to it. Oh, library. My father told me that. He but, never yeah. let me do anything unanswered. Or like if I told him, never mind, he'd be like, no, I want you to tell me right now. Yeah. I mean, it, it comes down to a thing of 
it's not because we're trying to disrespect somebody. It's literally because we're trying to understand the situation at hand. So now when you have who's going to be working in streaming, streaming is a pretty new media. So that's pretty millennial. So those people are going to go in and they're going to start asking questions. And when you get a boss that comes in and says, get your head down and start working, there's going to be some tension there. And if that person doesn't change and adapt to the majority of people working, like we live in the day and age of now, that does not work. If your workers don't want to work, you fucking don't get work done. And yeah, uh, people fucking fight. Over yeah, it. people like, will fight not... and they don't mind going on strike for it. And that's, that's happens all the time. Yeah. And I mean, we're seeing it now in the day and age of situations that don't even necessarily have to do with work. So it comes down to like, I work in my office and I would not have taken this job if it wasn't for the fact that my supervisor talks to me personally, gets to know me on a personal level, doesn't mind joking with me, having a good conversation, but then also checking on my work. This does not sound like that situation. It sounds like this person was busting ass, which is not always a bad. It's not always, it's not always bad to do that. Like people need their ass broken sometimes, you know, to get the fuck work. You know, you can't just be joking around all the time. But this sounds like this person that was put in charge was just a huge downfall and a bad decision, and one of the dominoes that was part of the fall of Mixer. So, but that's just yeah, me as a it, third party person. So, there's just a slew of bad decision after bad decision it's just like they couldn't hire the right people to take care of this fucking massive investment um and then they whoever was in charge of spending i mean jesus christ like they didn't even give themselves a safety net for if they didn't get like fucking even like 60 best case scenario they would have gotten 60 percent of their gains back um initially from just buying streamers and getting like subscriptions and they're cut from that. They didn't have really advertising set up. They didn't have any fucking like thing going on or plans that they released to the public of like how they were going, going to be making money in the first place. Mm -hmm. Like they, they just, I don't know. It's like they, they gave a, a grown ass infant, the reins of a, of a fucking company and they just spent all their money and we're like, oh, what, what happened? I, I, I don't understand. I don't, what, what's, what happened? Like, did they, I'm honestly curious of like the level of experience between of the people that they hired to manage that shit. I am mm -hmm. legitimately curious because there's no fucking way they, they were even remotely involved in like the industry prior like there's no fucking way because like i get you gotta sometimes you gotta buy some talent you know bring people over steal from the competition i get that but like have a plan you know and they didn't do that and yeah. then they fumbled See, and fumbled and fumbled every little fucking thing that's where i think there was some other shenanigans going on because i think the ninja and shroud and a couple other people i think they were feeling like they were fine there was something else that went wrong that we're not being told right now. And I do know, um, like streamers, like uh, what you call somebody today was like telling about like uh, out and like and choice to go over. You do realize a couple, I think, ago when they first switched in in Fox's Discord, we had talked about this. That Courage, who went to YouTube, Ninja Shroud, Gathalian, 
all choice streamers who went to Mixer are under the same agency corporation. I don't think the choice to leave was their own. Hmm. All moved at a really weird time. Really courage to YouTube. You put Ninja and Shroud, Gathalion, all on Twitch. I mean, all on Mixer. Hmm. It's weird. And they all, like I said, all those people that move were represented by the same organization. Yeah. I'm just wondering... You don't you don't just spend that kind of money and then not expect. I mean, you know, Ashley. Did could you be hear right. what Facebook wanted to offer Ninja and Shroud? No. Want to offer them double of what Mixer gave them? That means Ninja well, would have earned. Facebook's got the money. To kind of. No, Ninja would have earned sixty mil. While Shroud would have got twenty. Just to get them to go to Facebook, they both declined though. And I think they had Mixer like buy them out of their account. Because also, I, I I mean that could have been their choice too if they if they decided to not go Facebook and went to mixer they obviously probably saw more of the light of mixer being the the next one and, and you know people were talking about mixer being the next big thing i mean you had uh what is it uh, you have professor broman talking about how like people that are starting to stream should jump over to mixer don't start on twitch it's it's a huge platform to really start on and i think that people that did start on mixer that are jumping over to twitch are going to get a little bit of a boost on that so it's going to help them a little bit more than if you just started. But still, it's there just seems to be so many situations that why now and it seems this was just a moment that they were like, you know what, fuck it. Let's do it. Let's just fucking close doors. We don't she's well, doing I a terrible it job. Would. It's all falling apart. It's all it, like the house is burning. Do we try to put it out or do we just let it burn to the ground? And I think Microsoft just decided, give it to Facebook. We're going to just let this burn to the ground. Did you see like the, like the, the, the quote unquote, like statement they had made? Who? Alon, um, the guy who had the, the experience at uh, Mixer. They like said like, oh, we apologize and we're going to work to fix this in like future, like your situations. That was posted at three in the morning, my time. They fucking announced they sold themselves twelve hours later. Yeah. What the fuck? All right. Any last minute moments? I know this is kind of. I mean, we're beating a dead horse really at this point. It, it is. Mm -hmm. Mixer has fallen. The castle has hit the floor now. But uh, any last moments or any last minute things, Tyler, that you want to say to the to the blue brand? Uh, you fucked up. Okay fucked up you should have fixed it i keep on going anything i loved you but you suck <laughs> suck dick suck my dick with your ass we're moving on to our second topic which is going to be uh what, which one are we going with are we going with the uh the ps5 or are we going with uh game of the decade ps5 okay let's talk about the ps5 conference the playstation conference that uh happened uh, at the time of this recording, about a week ago, or uh, and so, well, last Friday actually. But um, so, let's talk about it. I'm going to go down the list uh, based on when it was, when it happened. We're not going to go through the whole conference; just some of the highlights. I picked three things. Tyler picked three things, and Ashton picked three things. First thing that we're going to talk about is uh, the first thing that they showed, which was GTA 5 is coming to the PlayStation 5. Ashton, why did you want to talk about this? Uh, well, I mean, it's, you know, at first glance, you know, it's, it's going to be enhanced. So that's cool. They're going to push out a new update. It's, 
I mean, it just makes sense for them to do. But they also said they'd be expanding it um, in the trailer. So I'm, I'm curious as to what they meant by that. Yeah, it's it's definitely weird wording. Like, you don't just put enhanced and or expanded and enhanced. Because normally you just say, oh, it's enhanced for the next gen console. It's like, all right, cool, whatever. But they did say the words expanded. So I don't know what that means. Like, will we finally get to see the solo single-player DLC that we've been wanting for, like, the last... I don't know, how long has this game been out? Like, almost 10 years? By the time this game comes out, it'd be almost 10 years? I don't know. I think it's 2013, because we voted it for 2013 Game of the Year, I think. Or, yeah, I think it's... Yeah, I think that's it. Yes, we're going to go with that. (laughs) Um... So uh, yeah, for it's it's coming twenty twenty one. So it'll be coming next year, not not anytime soon, because um, there is no early release. It just says twenty twenty one. Tyler, do you feel anything in your ghiblies about GTA five getting put on a third console? Better fucking be different. <laughs> it, how like oh, seven years in to be done? Mm-hmm. The DLCs are slowing up, so I would only hope they're moving it to next gen that opens up an opportunity for bigger and better things. You have more better hardware to work with. You're not limited in any way. Maybe an expansion of the world itself. Maybe it could be. the consoles could handle that. Just something different, something new. I give us GTA six right away. Just you gotta keep us entertained. Yeah, that is the thing. With us getting GTA five and obviously GTA online will be coming along with it. What is uh that GTA Six doesn't look like it's happening anytime soon. <laughs> like it, it seems like that's a twenty-two, twenty-three, maybe twenty-four release. With the fact of, because I mean, Rockstar's even said the only way that GTA Five is gonna die is that we have to kill it. So, yeah, pretty much. It's gonna be interesting. They can really take their time with GTA Six. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have all dude. They have so much money now. So it's just like they, and they're still getting passive income. It's not only they're one game going. anymore, though. Too, I mean, you got the Red Dead people also paying some money for that, for those. Yeah, but I think it's a different too. studio. It's still Rockstar. Like the break, yeah, the yeah, brand the still gets it. I mean, Take Two really gets it, but you know, it's uh, Rockstar. The brand still gets the money, and then they split them out amongst the things. But yeah, it's uh, it's it's definitely crazy that we're getting. GTA 5 for a third time, and you know what that means? That means we're gonna buy it a fucking third time. And no, you know what's even delivery. worse? Huh? It does have smart delivery? So? Yeah. I don't... Well, the PlayStation didn't say that, so we'll see if that comes to PlayStation. I know they've been very selective on some of the games that are getting that on their end. Um, maybe, maybe GTA... I mean, it should, because um, I'm sure it's not, like, it's similar, but it's not quite quite the same thing. But like, we already have smart delivery. Like, yeah, you get an Xbox One, you can get the Xbox One X enhanced version for free for some games, yes. But I I don't know if uh, for all games, not for all well, games not that all are time. Yeah. For example, like Madden. Madden is a timed version of that. So if you buy Madden on Xbox One, I think your redemption is like think march and then if you don't get it within that time frame you do not get it for series x so there are some games that are timed exclusive on that 
So you got to pay attention. I meant for like the the one X though. I'm talking about the one X right now, like what we already have. You're talking about the Series X, the next gen. Wait, what? What are you trying to? Okay, I may have been. What What was your point then? What were you saying then? Well, my point was that um, a lot of these, like we already get smart delivery for free on current gen games. If we get an Xbox One X. Not a Series X, a One X. Yeah. What we have. Yep. We get those updates for free. But again, it is it is based on the developer. What do you mean by updates? Oh, like the like an HD version. Like of Halo it? Five. Like Halo Five is Xbox One X enhanced. You get okay. that update for free if you have an if you have a One X. That's what you're saying. Okay. Well, smart delivery is if you purchase it, you get the game on the other game on the other console for free. That's what smart delivery is. So if you buy. Hey, if you, for example, CD Projekt Red's um, Cyberpunk right. 2077. If you bought Cyberpunk, if you were buying Cyberpunk on Xbox One, you will get the Xbox Series X version for free because right. of the upgrade. Now that's right. That's the same thing as what I just said. <laughs> well, you're just saying enhanced on the one. Yeah, that. That's not. That's just a thing. enhanced on the one is just a graphic situation. I'm talking about you get the game on the series x for free so it the, the two consoles you have to buy the game okay so smart delivery is you buy the game on one generation of the console you get the other generation of the console for free that is a timed thing that's right. happening for specific games it's not on all right. games and playstation doesn't have that unless it's specified i think they just revealed that one of the games will have that i don't know if that was cyberpunk i would have to check it was some big game that is also getting smart delivery. Um, and But that's not what they're calling it. That's an Xbox-branded thing. That's their own thing. If you right. get Destroy All Humans on the Xbox, the first one, if you get that on the Xbox, there is an update that's called the Enhanced Update of that. That is just, you're just getting a graphic upgrade. There's no difference. You can literally play that on any console. It's not a big deal. I, I But, like, the smart delivery... That phrase is for specifically the Xbox One to the Series X. That those are that's a generational term that they're using. It's confusing as shit, and I wish the Xbox didn't use it because it just it it just puts into the fact of what is smart delivery and does all games have that? As far as we know, most of them do on Xbox, but not all of them. But I don't know it. It to me is seeing GTA Five. I hope I hope you're right. I hope there's an upgrade and that if I bought it on the one console, I don't have to buy it again because I've bought it on PC, Xbox 360, Xbox One, and uh, yeah, I've bought it three times so far. So, Ugh. yeah, that's what happens. And then my dad bought it, so <laughs> I've seen too many copies of that freaking game. But what's next? Uh, the next one is uh, we'll go into what Tyler thinks about this one. Um, Spider-Man Miles Morales. This is the oh. uh, standalone ah. sort of ah. game, full game. I guess it's a full DLC. game. It, oh, yeah, that it's, a, what was that? Long now it's a, it just doesn't have the runtime that the first Spider-Man had. Yeah, it's it's not the sixty dollar level of it. I think it is coming out at forty. Is it or did they even say that? <laughs> but. Anyway, how do you feel about Spider-Man Miles Morales? We're getting some... I need to fucking get that game, right? I, I have to. It's like, it looks great. 
and I also did want to play the original, like the first Spider-Man to come out. Was it just like Marvel's Amazing Spider-Man or whatever? Yeah, it came out uh, last year. I wanted to play that too, but like this one, I gotta play it. It looks nice. It had one of the songs I really like in the trailer, so it made me super hype. I streamed it that day too. I was, it was like it was Jaden Smith and Kit Cudi on my way or whatever. That song I feel like fitted perfectly. It was really and I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this now. Shout out to the black people that work at Insomnia. <laughs> Because Miles Morales got himself a fucking fade. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I looked at the character models of both in the Spider-Man, in Marvel Spider-Man, the one that just recently came out, and then this this trailer, and he definitely looks more Boy, realistic. Like... like, he doesn't... Like, in the other game, he just looks like some character. But in this one, he actually, like, looks like they've focused on his character model. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we need uh, you know African American people to have more like defined hairstyles, and they did it. Which shout, shout out to Exomniac. I want to play this game. Get money for a PlayStation Five. That'd be my first purchase. Gotta get that all digital edition. Probably yeah. And <laughs> just because I get it, if I get it as a gift from my brother, and he like messes up a disc, I'm gonna give him a fade. <laughs> That's the end of that. You better not <laughs> make him fade to black. <laughs> yeah, but they... uh, yeah, go ahead. I, I need to play it. Like I said, I'm really excited about it. It looks good. I was excited for the other one to come out. I didn't watch anybody play the first one, so I'm glad for that because I always knew I want to play this game. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm waiting for that release. Yeah, I mean, I, I played it at PAX, and then I also own it. Um, and when I played it at PAX, I'm like, yeah, you, I mean, he the swinging feels very fluid. Um, I wouldn't yeah. necessarily give it. I, I'm, I mean, I understand why some people w- would have given it game of the year. I did not think it was really at the quality of that. Um, cause I felt like there were some things that they could have tweaked on where it's like, you know, they, I hate when games like try to force you to do side mission stuff. They're like, yeah, you maybe want to go do that thing. So you don't get the snot kicked out of you and then go and do that seven more times. And you're like, okay, I kind of want to get back to the story now. Um, but, uh, of what I, you know, it, it, the game looks great. I mean, running on a PS4 pro, I ran it in HDR and, it looks it, colors pop. It looks great. Insomniac did a great job on it. It was a sad moment when they made the game too good because then Sony bought Insomniac, so we will not be seeing Sunset Overdrive anytime soon. Um, but you know, it's uh, I mean, it's it's cool to see that uh, that they got the recognition that Insomniac is kind of always needed, and the fact that PlayStation didn't pick them up sooner actually shocked me. Um, but it's definitely cool to see that this game put them on the map and actually made it so that Disney starts thinking about, oh, yeah, maybe we shouldn't just focus on one company making our freaking franchise of games. Like, maybe we should split them up. So, um, and they don't have to correlate to the movies. It could be just, here's a Spider-Man game. Like, um, and it leaves more of a creativeness to to the studio. So, I'm curious to see what we're going to see with uh, with Miles now. But, yeah. Um, the next one that we have here is Ashton's pick, uh, Ratchet and Clank, uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Uh, we got to see a gameplay trailer and then we got to see a little bit of gameplay along with it with the whole dimensional warping and things like that they can do in this game. But, uh, why did this stand out to you? It just looks really cool and like a lot of fun. It looked really chaotic. Uh, I didn't ever own a Ratchet and Clank game. Uh, I played the demo at the store when, you know, that was a thing mm-hmm. back in the 2000s. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. It just it just looked really good. It, it looked like a lot of fun. Something fresh, something different, you know, because we don't have any other games like it right now. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely filling a an empty space. Yeah, a little 3D platformer sort of game. Yeah. Uh, like you know, we had like Lucky's Tale, but I mean that. That's too. That's good. a baby game. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Tyler, did it, did this stand out to you a little bit, or you moved on from it? Actually, Clank, um, I don't know, I feel like with this one, I thought, like, the first one, didn't play it, like, the first, I guess, remaster they did, was that, like, a whole, like... That was a remake. It was, like, a reboot. See, that, that's the thing that kind of throws me off. I would need to play that I one think. first. I honestly thought that one was just a remaster, so I was like, oh, this is pretty fucking... Mm -hmm. I had to play this one, but this one, it just, it doesn't feel like the same, because I said, and... The second, the first one back then was Going Commando. I'm pretty sure. And I think the second one was Up Your Arsenal. And I played the shit out of Up Your Arsenal, own it. So I just thought, oh, we're just gonna get another version of that. But I'm looking at this game, I'm like, oh, this is, this is not Up Your Arsenal. So I need to get what's going on. Like I need to probably either watch somebody play the first one or pick up the first one myself, and play it. Maybe it would make. But I was, I'm excited for it just because it's Ratchet and Clank. Mm -hmm. I love the game. I guess the storyline is what I'm lost in. So I would definitely need to look. Yeah, I mean, I think it's coming at a good time of, uh, you know, continuing a major PlayStation franchise. Is, I mean, you know, Ratchet and Clank are as much part of PlayStation as Kratos and, you know, Nathan Drake and stuff. So it is cool to see that they're they're coming back. And then um, they introduced a new character, uh, what seems to be a female version of... Uh, now, Ratchet is the... What is he? What is he? Uh, Ratchet is the, the Lombax. He's like the, the, the mammal. Okay. Yeah, I was like, what? he's not like, yeah. I thought he was something unique, in which that is what that is. Um, but yeah, he's, uh, it's cool to see that there's like, they're going to introduce a new character. Um, and Ratchet and Clank are always known for introducing some wild and zany characters. Uh, I've always seen it from far. I've never actually played a Ratchet and Clank game. But it's, it's cool to see that there's a 3D platformer that might be coming out. And the whole warping thing looks crazy, so that's going to be interesting. Um, the next game, that uh, this is Tyler's pick, uh, Kenna Bridge of Spirits. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Um, very, they, we got to see a cinematic trailer slash gameplay sort of thing. Uh, I wrote it down that it's a very beautiful looking game. Looks like an animation level of quality. And I believe it's an exclusive. But why did this game stand out to you, Tyler? It reminded me, uh, it's old game that came out called the uh, Cameo. You guys know what I'm talking about? No, I don't think... Uh, does it ring a bell? Yeah. Uh, it's old game. I think it was even on the original Xbox. I have to go as far as saying I think like, it was like a girl who could transform into different things. It, remind, it gave me that mm -hmm. artwork kind of feel. Mm -hmm. Just look like, even though like it's supposed to be childish, it got very dark all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. You know, with all these like, like, fucking like, furballs and shit, chilling, and next thing you know, this thing that looks not even from this world coming to kill you it's like she's a little girl and she was beating ass and there's ray tracing in that oh yeah and that's definitely where we will be seeing a lot of that uh in the next gen of ray that's, tracing that's, that's the big, big that's the big, big thing mm -hmm. and of 24 ray tracing has ray tracing it's good automatically but um enough i learned ray tracing in my game design class that was fun uh yeah i just think it looks good like i said it may look childish at first but it looks like it could be very entertaining it gives me also like a um some of the colors give me like a like a ori, not as vibrant as ori, but sort of like a ori feel to it. Nice, it could be interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it looks it looks really cool. I I don't know what I mean. 
it could have been an engine. It definitely looked like it was an engine. Uh, and I, yeah, I think we, we saw gameplay. So yeah, I, I mean, it looked, it looks crazy. Awesome. So Ashton, any words on it? No. Okay. We move on to Godfall, which is uh PlayStation Four's uh big exclusive company. Or sorry, this is a PS Five game uh that's coming out in holiday twenty twenty, so this year. And uh, Tyler, this was also your pick. What stood out with Godfall? This medieval like, sort of thing. I mean, fantasy sort of style. You take it more than medieval. It's like it's like uh, it's it's like fantasy. Like. Dark Souls and like Final Fantasy had a weird love child. It's like while it it gives me a Dark Souls kind of feel, it goes way further than that. The combat looks clean, graphics clean, and just like the premise of I don't really understand what the fuck the story is, but the fighting just looks amazing. Mm-hmm. I need to look more into that. Ashton, this was also on your radar uh, after the uh, during the draft. Actually, I think you I believe you drafted this game. So what was the what was yeah. now that you've seen some gameplay of it? How do you feel of it? Oh, it looks way better than when I first saw it. <laughs> That's good. The gameplay looks fucking sick. Mm-hmm. Um, so big, it crashed my stream. <laughs> I know. Yeah, dude, that game actually looks super nice. Um, it'll definitely be a purchase after I get a digital PS5 because I'm not gonna get a normal PS5. one because I'm I'm poor. Well, we don't know the prices. You know, unless even after all this, content, unless you guys are, uh, you know, trying to, you know, hit up our PayPal. Yeah, <laughs> head over to twitch.tv slash prime underscore target and subscribe. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, after watching this, I was like, this is a unique choice of music for this game. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, it, it definitely looks it looks cool. I mean. It doesn't really float my boat too much, but I mean, I'm I'll love it from afar. I I, I respect it for what it is. It's just not my style of game. So, um, the next <laughs> one was uh was Death Loop, uh, which is from Ooh, yeah. uh man, I did not look it up. I was gonna look it up. Uh, it is a sort of a time loop, first person kind of game. Uh, has a grindhouse look to it, which I was like, I really love this style. This like old kind of grainy 70s vibe that I have to it. Uh, dropped the F-bomb on a PlayStation live stream, which I thought was a bold move. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I think it's... It, it definitely looks cool. Like, it, and it's a Bethesda... Yeah. Um, it's a Bethesda game, but I'm trying to find out who actually is making this game. Uh, did this stand out to anybody else? Deathloop? Yeah, that looks nice. It's like... It, to me, it was like a okay. What I'm concerned about is the person because you know it's like you're like the guy and it's a girl hunting you who takes fun and killing you. Is that going to be an actual person online? No, I it's believe gonna be like... it's a part of the story. It, this goes back to Bethesda's conference last year because they also announced this. They that's when they announced Deathloop. Whereas I think this is a um, so I'm reading here that Deathloop. Uh, what you need to know about Arcane's new first-person shooter. So it is a first-person shooter game. I think that's going to be like these two different storylines going around, uh, and you you kind of solving this because there's obviously a story. I mean, Ar- Arcane is known for for that. So, um, I am definitely curious. I'm, I'm going on Bethesda's website here. Hopefully, they don't kick it. Like, I think at one point they give you uh, um, the perspective of the woman. 
I'm pretty sure. Yeah, That's we, did, we did see that at the end of the trailer. Yes. In like different sides, like yourself, I would that, I would enjoy that too. It to me, honestly, just honestly, just feels like a more modern day espionage, more espionage than Dishonored. Mm-hmm. It I definitely was... gave me Dishonored vibes, which I'm trying to see what Arcane has done, and I believe they did do Dishonored. I'm trying to figure that out. Um, but I'm also seeing here on their website. A killer next-gen shooter coming to PlayStation 5 and PC. They did not say Xbox. Oh, they did not. Which would be a very bold move on on uh, Bethesda's part, because they obviously have always teamed up on things like that. So I'm looking up now Deathloop on Xbox One. Um... Let's see here. Deathloop, PC, PS5. It says on IGN. Arcane Studios. So that's going to be interesting if they uh, pull the whole exclusive thing. Now, we don't know because Xbox has not done their conference yet. So we don't know what entirely they got going on. Uh, You know, we could easily see in a month that this game's coming. And it's just marketing that they don't want you to. There could be a contract signed with Arcane to do this with them. Uh, And... um, Make it look like we're the only ones getting it. Exactly. And that, and it works. You'd be surprised. And it does. It works it a does. lot. Everybody thought the Xbox wasn't going to get the next Resident Evil, but they are. Yeah, and they also didn't think that uh, uh, they were going to get Red Dead Redemption, and then they did. Um, so they the games that Arkane has made is they have made Prey, uh, all the DLC to that, uh, Dishonored, and Dishonored 2. And that seems to be the games that they that Arcane has worked on. So Dishonored, Prey, and then obviously the new Death Loop. So, but yeah. Mm. So that's that's that. Um, it just looks cool. I like the style of the game, and uh, I'll probably pick it up on PC because my PC will probably run better than a PlayStation Four. So, or five. So fuck him. <laughs> um, the next game on the list is uh, Resident Evil Eight Village. Um, I did pick this game, but I'm curious to hear what you guys think about it before I go into my Resident Evil spiel about this. Uh, I mean, like, it's kind of... uh, It's really just a teaser trailer. There's nothing really to it. It looked in engine, though. That looked RE engine right there. Yeah, it it did. It did. Um, I don't know. There's not much you can really say about it because they didn't really show a whole lot. Mm -hmm. Tyler? I didn't even beat 7. I just, honestly, I feel like... I don't know. If I didn't really like like Resident Evil beforehand, I'm not saying I we me and you had this conversation. I don't don't dislike Resident Evil. I'm more so not like a puzzle and horror kind of guy. I want like it's it's, want... it's how I feel about the fantasy style games. It's I I love it from afar. I appreciate it, but it's it's not mine. I I enjoy watching people like speed run and act, but me playing is like uh stressful. Oh, stressful. It's just like after a while, it's like get tired of running bruh it's not an mmo like i think in resident evil 2 remake which i do want to see that to the end so i'm probably gonna go back and beat it i'm up to the part where mr x is actually running around and chasing your head okay. i have to like find the parts for a fuse but oh it's like i said this the running around and all that i don't know how i really like i really i wasn't really a fan of resident evil 7 only for like the first person aspect i did kind of like the third view but of course they're gonna do the thing i tell you i don't like about resident evil 8 is how fucking chris looks yeah, that was the yeah. main thing. It threw me off. Obviously, Chris Redfield was rumored to be in 
Resident Evil 8, and then obviously we got the full-on, hey, Chris, what are you doing? Like, bam, bam, and then he does his deal, and then that's the end of the trailer. And so we were like, well, there's obviously only one Chris, so. Um, I heard Chris is in a seven. Like, I've seen all the iterations of Chris. Seven has to be the most disgusting. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see where Resident Evil goes. And obviously, you know, we're on the eighth freaking game, which is crazy. Like, that Resident Evil has now, like, revived itself ironically <laughs> but it's like uh. um, but it's like it's so interesting to see that this franchise has literally brought itself into becoming like what it was they 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 did what game companies should do and it's it's part of the reason why like you know we, we can kind of touch upon EA throughout this talking of of uh of the PlayStation 5 reveal but you know, that's why I worry about skate. I'm like, there. I was talking with Nate, my roommate, of, I don't know if a skate game, like, if we got Skate 3 in the current gen console, I don't think that game's going to survive. Like, because that was a game for that time period. It wasn't, it, it's, it's, just, it's a different era of video games now. It's playing with the groups of friends, and if I can't do that in Skate, I don't know how, like, a 2010 game can revive itself. And we've seen... Groups. Yeah, you can I'm play. No, but what I'm saying, what I'm saying is, if that's my my point of it is, in using skate as the example, is like we've seen those types of games fail, where they're like, oh, we're just gonna do the same thing we did back then. Now, Tony Hawk did that, fucking failed. No one wanted to play that shit, and it ran like garbage because they weren't used to playing that game anymore. Like we've moved on, and that's how games have evolved into playing these other games is like we keep going and moving forward and changing things and changing things and eventually we get to a new modern era of like first person shooters a first person shooter is not what we were playing you know 10 15 years ago it's totally different now it's faster it's more you know team oriented it's not run gun and like do your own shit like if you want to win you got to work as a team like that's now what shooters are so what Resident Evil did is they literally were like, we're going to go to back to the drawing board and we're going to scare the shit out of whoever the fuck plays our game. And that's what seven was. <laughs> and then they were like, you know, what's even scarier, put the whole game in fucking VR and have them play it through the whole game. And like, they just made, they just revived it. They just took it and made it new again. And that's what they did with Resident Evil two and three, where they were like, we can't have these tank controls. It's just not going to work. No one's going to want to play it. It's, it's just not going to work. We're going to make it so that save points are more optional because games are longer, so they have to have a save spot. And everything that they did fixed those games into being a modern game. And that's why I think the RE team is is really good at what they're doing right now. They're just knocking it out of the park. And it makes me so sad that Silent Hill did not get the treatment that it deserved from Konami. But, hey, you know, here we are in 2020 looking at pt wondering what happened but i don't know i'm curious to see what happens next with resident evil but uh i, know, I think I, I think it'll do fine i i don't it was never one of those like top selling games though to be fair but i do think i have true. like i can take a lot of like ideas from it like giving off like games that come around now if you're gonna make it better i would see like an implication like if you ever play like nba games have like i park like, basically, like, probably 100 people or so, like, in it's different basketball courts, you could walk to this basketball court to play a game, but just everybody in there is a player. And something like that with Skate. Like, 
everybody around you within this big ass fucking park. Like, I have the technology to do. I guarantee you the Xbox can handle all the places you can handle something like that. But just create like a big ass skate park and like drop in, drop in contest, drop in, drop out contest. That would be really dope. But then again, it's not against that. It's just a game. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, it, it does go to. I just, I, I mean, I want Skate to succeed. I, I know there's a lot of people that really love that game. I played Skate 3 and, and 2, but it's like, I don't want it to be like Mirror's Edge Catalyst, where everyone just bitched about they wanted a sequel to Mirror's Edge. EA was like, fine, we'll make the game. They made the game. It was really good. No one bought it. So this is really, but that's the thing. There's other companies that have done this too, but it's like, you got you got to vote for your wallet. As much as people complain about, I'm not going to buy Call of Duty this year until they fucking change it. Fine. But when a game does come out and you really want it, you need to support that game. And especially when it's an EA game. Because they've been burned way too many times to like keep making a game. They wanted Mass Effect. They rushed a Mass Effect out. It fucking didn't hit. No one bought it. Everyone shat on it. It did have some bugs. They fixed it. No one went and gave them the time of day. So, and, you know, it's... It's it's really interesting to see where where that's gonna land, and how like I, I I do really hope that skate does succeed, but I mean we'll we'll see what happens. Um, coming back to this, it comes to our last thing that we were gonna talk about, which is the PS5 itself. Ashton, um, there was a lot of things that were announced really uh, about the console itself, uh, from things that it has built into it. Uh, they didn't go into specs wise. They just kind of said like it has this thing, uh, and then they also yeah. announced some accessories that went around with that. But what what stood out to you about the PS5 itself? The design. <laughs> the design. Do you like it? Hate it? I on a scale of one to ten. I don't mind it. I I I think I give it a seven. A seven on a hundred point scale or just the solid. On on ten. Okay. From zero, yeah, one, two, three, four, five. It's okay. fine. Yeah. Okay, seven. Tyler, what do you think about the design? Scale of one to ten. Ten point scale. God damn it. Uh, like a five point five. Five point five. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm so. Yeah. Uh, for me, I would probably give it. I'd probably give it a six. Uh, if we were going on a ten point scale. And um, I'll get into that in a second. So, uh, Ashton, you gave it the highest of the scores. Why? What, what was the score you gave it? I can't remember. Seven. Seven. Um, why why my seven? Thing, my thing is, is like, yeah, there's there's some weird shit going on. Um, I I don't like the fins. I think the fins are. A Have really you seen the meme of uh, of Seto Kaiba's head on top of it? And then, yeah, it's like his fucking jacket. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. But so okay, so you don't like the fins. What do you what do you like about it? Because you gave it a seven, which means that's that's a good that's good. So I don't know. I I don't mind the two. T- I think it would have looked better black. Okay, just yeah, black. Yeah, okay. Um, but I mean, I don't know it. So someone made a good point. I forgot who I was watching, but basically, it looks the way that we thought a long time ago that gaming consoles would look in the future. It's exactly <laughs> what we thought it was, but. Now we don't really want that. It looks you know like the I mean? Alienware Aurora. <laughs> like it yeah, looks like an Alienware. Right. I'm bringing back my old joke. That should look like something on Camino. Right? It, it, that I was really have... good. That was a really good joke. I, I I'm going to create like. 
the Camino joke is is definitely great. Where you see you're yeah. you're gonna see uh, Django Fett walking in the background when you're loading up your PlayStation. Uh, um, I don't know. I, I just like that they went with a bold look. Um, it is bold. It's definitely bold. I I personally don't mind a console that stands out. I mean, I'm not. It's not in my fucking living room. It's I don't play on a big screen TV. You know, if you're like, here's my thing. Like, I if you look at like any serious gamers or people who have like a bunch of money to spend, um, they like to make their PC setup look really fucking cool. Like go PAX BYOC, for example. Like you have people with like RGB everything. You have people that literally make builds to be like aesthetically shocking just to like look at like how the fuck did you make that and i don't know i feel like it's leaking into the console um here um and i think it should be kind of celebrated you know just to be able to like go with bold designs it doesn't have to be just for people who are casual gamers um you know where it fits in with everything on your entertainment center and that you're basically using it to play one game mainly being Call of Duty and using it as a Blu-ray player. Like, I don't think we need to make boring um, designs. 4K like Blu-ray player? <laughs> yeah. The new Which edition. It's the first. It already call- exists on the Xbox One. <laughs> no, so, first um, time. <laughs> yeah, it, um, it is weird that that was a, a selling point on the yeah, fucking I, video. Like, I, I've had that's on like the S. That is on so. the S. It is the only console. PlayStation to this day is the only console that does not have a 4K, like comparing to the Xbox and the PlayStation. Obviously, the Switch yeah. doesn't have so, it. But oh, my my thing is like I like they want the bold move. I kind of I kind of like it, but you know, there's I have some misgivings about it. Like I, I before I grade it too harshly, I want to know exactly why they made it that way. Mm-hmm. If there's any reason um reasoning behind it in terms of like functionality like how the xbox looks it looks like that so they can keep it smaller and um the way that they have the cooling system working with the fans everything's stacked up on top of each other like a hamburger mm-hmm. so i mean that's yeah they did it all functionality that's what xbox design is and this one's more for flair i have a feeling so i that's that's the reason i gave it a seven yeah i mean i gave it a six which is okay um I don't like white consoles. I think they are gaudy and they stand out way too much. Um, it's part of the reason yeah. why my um, you did make some fair points. I just want to clarify. Ashton made some very clear, very fair points, and I agree with him on a lot of what he said. It's just me personally. I don't like white consoles. I never have owned one. I choose not to buy them because they. I don't like them sitting on my desk. Like there's a big old white thing in front of me, uh, as opposed to all of my consoles are black or they're special editions. So like my 360 is a Gears of War one, but it's dark red and black. My PS3 is dark blue. My PlayStation Pro is black, and my Xbox Series X is black. So like, and my Switch is black. <laughs> so like, I prefer a darker console because in my mind. I'm I'm very picky when it comes to borders around my screen. I would prefer it's part of the reason why I thought the iPhone when it had a white border around it I thought it looked terrible because every time I look at my screen, guess where my eyes are being drawn to? The fucking white square around my phone. So when they decided I always owned a black screened iPhone. So if that mean I need to buy a space gray phone, 
I bought a space gray phone. I didn't care what color it was as long as the front screen was black. <laughs> um, so yeah, that I, I think when it comes to that, you are, you don't want something that's eye catching. No, I mean, it could be eye catching and still be a solid dark color. Like to me, I like my, I just bought the Alienware Aurora. There is a white model. It's called the lunar. Uh, no. Yeah. Lunar white and dark side of the moon is the two colors. And one is white, which looks almost exactly like the PS five. It's glossy. It's really, it's white as shit. Um, and then there's the dark side of the moon, which is solid black. And I think colors pop out of that. The RGB lighting on it really shines because now there isn't this like, my eye isn't drawn to the corners of it. It's drawn to the glowing light of it. And I don't know. I just always prefer that. When I saw the mock-ups of the Miles Morales Spider-Man edition, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I would definitely buy that console if it was in black because it looks slick. Um, and, uh, you know, going on to like the texture panels, like the inside of the, of the panel is textured. And as you were explaining before, um, uh, what, what are those textures? What is the texture? It's the, it's the face buttons. Like, so it's the X square circle triangle buttons, Mm -hmm. uh, but very tiny texture, very tiny. You gotta like really look in it. So yeah. And, um, yeah, I just, I just think the design of it could have been better with it being a solid black color. Um, I know a lot of people freak out about the white one because they always want the white one. If it's not this color, it's the one they want is the other color. And I have never been that way when there is a white, a black console. And I was very happy with last gen when they were both black. So <laughs> that was, uh, and I have, I've since, you know, got them. Um, I didn't want the white Xbox one, uh, which Jameson has. He has the, the fatty Xbox one. Uh, that's white. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. It just, it just didn't get that. It's too much for me to, it it just looks too much. It's like, there's a lot going on sitting right there. And then the size of this motherfucker is fucking huge. There's a picture of a guy, a Japanese man standing there and it's as big as his torso. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? That is. <laughs> and then there's a, there's a meme that just came out where Phil Spencer's holding just this piece of cardboard with a PlayStation logo on it. And it goes from his shoulders to the ground. I was like, that's, Oh funny. my God. And he's actually doing it. That's not a doctored photo, <laughs> but it's a, uh... but yeah, I'm just like, God, that thing's so fucking huge. And the fact that, that PlayStation people will not fucking stop riding the dick that is PlayStation. It, it's you cannot. Yeah, they're tell like, why is it so big? Oh well, they, it's got the best stuff in it, so it's gotta be real big. I'm like, dude. But I, God I, forbid, you... Xbox One comes with a fucking camera, and then it's like a whole big shit my pants moment, and it's like, oh my god. It, yeah. So, if you look at the size comparisons, there are mock-ups of the size comparison between the PS5 and the Xbox Series X, and they are so freaking different. It is the area, the footprint of an Xbox Series X is literally the size of, I don't even know, like, uh, if I think you were it's to, smaller than like the your X, phone, like two f- iPhones as, a, as the, like, square part of it, and then it's as high as, yeah, I think it's as high as the Xbox Series X, or Xbox One X, and... The PS5 is the tallest console ever created. It's just 
fucking huge. Um, uh, we got room for it. And not yeah. only that, it's wide. It's really wide. <laughs> and so I don't know what they've done to this thing to make it the way that it is, but it is a ginormous motherfucker. And I, I mean, good, more power to you if you can put that on your entertainment center. But like, wow, I cannot imagine how you're going to do it. It's huge. It's a giant console. Um, those are my gripes of it. Overall, I think, you know, it's fine. It looks fine. It's okay. Tyler, what do you feel about this thing? You gave it a 5.5, which is wasn't even a part of the scoring system here, but we'll go with it. Why, why in between 5 and 6 here? What didn't make it a 5 and what didn't make it a 6? It's... it's ugly enough to be below like a five i guess but you don't like again the fins is interesting and like for example like we taking the consideration with like the xbox how the xbox look that shit ugly too at least the fact of the matter is you can try to customize your xbox to make it personal basically a blank canvas it's like the episode of spongebob where he was like fucking with the marble pillar <laughs> you can do something with that what can you do with that playstation to make it look nothing because it's gonna look weird because it has these like weird fins. It's like budding vagina flower. <laughs> I didn't even. God. Man. All right. <laughs> I got to give you that one. <laughs> That's two now. That's two now, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> just like these, these flaps. Are just like, yeah. what is. It, like being big on top of it. And then, like, the. um, like, My thing is, you could have, like the dish tray and another part you put it right there so either if, depending how you look at it that shit either got a fat ass or it's pregnant that was what was weird why is it not in the middle i don't know like why it is there this bulging like, thing at the end of it now if you want to like be really sleek about it why like where the flaps is why couldn't that be like a dish tray like, yeah right in the it flap, is weird. like right oh no yeah i didn't think about that because, yeah, and then there are also multiple different IOs. The IO on the front of the PS5 is weird. There were some slots in there that I was like, what the hell is that? Is it's that an SD slot? Like, what the fuck is that? But, yeah, it is weird how they didn't put the disk drive in the middle. But, I mean, I guess then it wouldn't look different from the digital edition. But it's still weird because it's not, like, concealable. Because, like, you only can lay it flat. Obviously, it's a console, so you can only lay it flat on one side, but it, it, it doesn't, like, look sleek. It's just this big old bump at the bottom of it, so, yeah, it's weird. Um, what was that? Decision got cake. It's crazy. <laughs> uh, as Ashton mentioned, there is a digital version of it, so there are there will be two consoles. Uh, Xbox has not officially announced a secondary the console. There is a heavy rumor heavy rumor it's just literally at the point of xbox just needs to say it we need to hear it from phil spencer himself it's rumor that's going to be like 400 and then they're making like uh it's like a mock image of what they think the uh, how xbox is a console s it's a mock image of like another console that i will honestly prefer this because like i feel like i can fucking toss this thing around it's like xbox series x but like a perfect square like take what you oh, have yeah. and cut I'm like that looks clean. Yeah, yeah, that's just what was codenamed Lockhart, which was what I was talking about BitK that you three last year. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's still oh, it's God. still heavily rumored. There's no if like what's happening with it. Uh, if we'll see it in this year or if we'll wait another year for it. Um, there's also I was talking with Nate, the roommate. 
Um, <laughs> and uh, and when we were talking about it, he was mentioning that he was reading that it could be called the Xbox Series S, and yeah. that the uh, it could be as low as two hundred dollars. That is from one source that he had found, but yeah. I thought it was relatively interesting. Probably won't be. Probably won't be that low. It, but it could. It's supposed. I don't know. I don't know. That's a lot of rumor. I'm not going to go back on that article because I didn't read it, but I was just hearing about it. But I was. It was just something to think about. Of like, it would be very interesting for Microsoft just to come out and say like, "Hey, this is our underpowered console. It literally just gets the job done. It's as we. It's weaker. Even it's just essentially an Xbox One. Just you know, able to play all the new stuff." graphically it it just it, it runs it does it's it does the business and gets it done um and we're gonna just charge 200 bucks for it i mean you could theoretically do that if if all it did was just played games and did nothing else wasn't you know those are for the gamers that just want to play games play the call of duty play the madden play Fortnite, you know whatever um not entirely out of the question in the in the times that we live in technology but definitely a long shot at this point um we also got to look at the uh, Pulse 3D headphones. Uh, this is the big giant thing they love talking about at the last PlayStation conference was 3D audio. Uh, Which isn't even as good as Dolby, but all right. Um, we also got uh, to see the DualSense a little bit more, uh, which we already knew was the PS5 controller. We've That was the only thing we actually did see uh, for a really long time until this conference. Uh, we got a media remote coming. That's cool, I guess. <laughs> Uh, also, yeah. HD camera. HD camera. Jeez Louise. Holy crap. <laughs> um, HD camera was uh, also shown. Um, and it looks interesting. But yeah, we got the... the they, they talked about like 4K, Blu-ray, ray tracing, ultra high speed SSD, haptic feedback on the, uh, the controller, motion sensor in the controller, uh, Adaptive triggers that the that the controller has uh, charged by USB Type C, built-in microphone, 3.5 millimeter headphone jack, and a 3D audio uh, capable, which we kind of already went over uh, a bitcade or two ago. So nothing new on the controller side, but yeah. But that's the PlayStation Five conference. Um, anything else that you want to talk about about it? Oh, really? I hope it does well. Um... I hope they come out with a slim version. Did you... You are in the store. You are in Target. You see the Xbox Series X, and you see the PlayStation 5. Which one are you getting, Ashton? Series X. Series X? Tyler? Yeah. Did this sell you on a PlayStation 5? No. No. Go on Xbox still. I mean... So the homies is on Xbox. (laughs) Like, Ashton, like, he got a job. He could do that. I'm a college student. I ain't doing it. I gotta pick one. Yeah. Xbox. So you go on Xbox. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, I think after this, I'm still still on the Xbox side of things, just because. Uh, I mean, Xbox got to really fuck up their whole conference next month, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> um, we're moving on to our third and final topic. We're gonna kind of run this one because we're yeah, we're about an hour twenty two minutes into the full episode, but. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens here. We'll see where the world takes us. Uh, Game of the Decade 2015 slash 2016. Um, games for 2015. Let's start off with that. We got Bloodborne, Shovel Knight, mm-hmm. Project mm-hmm. Cars, The Witcher 3, Wild Hunt, Heroes of the Storm, Fallout Shelter, 
Until Dawn, Disney Infinity 3.0, Halo 5 Guardians, Black Ops 3, Rise of the Tomb Raider, Beyond Two Souls, Rainbow Six Siege, and Rocket League. Tyler, did you play any of these games? <laughs> no. Uh, I played a lot of them. Okay. Uh, we talking about 2015, right? These are 2015, yeah. Um, Witcher, played Bubble in a little bit. Rocket League. I did not play that fall. I played Halo. <laughs> did any of these um, stand out to you specifically or reasons of why they are uh why why the game that you you'd be like yeah that that game was definitely really good for 2015 it made it, that made 2015 solid uh, definitely the witcher okay what was it about yeah. the witcher it, expansive it's like to me the witcher typically like it's always set up to me would be like skyrim with a definitive story hmm. it just like skyrim is like so open-ended of course you have like your like main quest but you kind of make your character whatever you want. but witcher was like this is Geralt. this is who he is this is what he does that's i shit but like this is what he's gonna do this is his journey and just like the world was good you know like how the weapons worked the magic was good the different like sort of uh, enemies never that moose look at you first <laughs> i'm asked me a couple times it was good i think that one has to be like the stable for today okay okay um ashton of any of these games did uh it doesn't have to be necessarily The Witcher at this moment in time, but was there anything, some mm-hmm. some games that highlighted more than others? Uh, I'm a big Halo fan, so I really, you know, was super excited about Halo 5. Um, I will say it was kind of a disappointment at launch, but um, it didn't really get better until the next year. But, I mean, that was, like, my main game I was looking forward to that year. Mm-hmm. You still play um, it, it to this day. I, I do still play it. I'm currently grinding it to max rank in preparation for Infinite. So, yeah. but that's not the only game from 2015 that you play. You play Rocket League still. <laughs> I do. I'm actually like I was playing right before the podcast. So, what is it about um, uh, Rocket League that you like? I like competitive games. I like games that make me angry because it means, uh, you know, it, it takes it takes skill to play, and that's what keeps me interested. It's really, really fucking competitive, and the skill ceiling is super high. Uh, I would say I'm decent. But uh, I, I'm not anywhere near a pro level. But yeah, it's uh, I like uh, that and The Witcher. The Witcher's fucking phenomenal game. Um, yeah, like even if you were to go and take a look in like, um, there's a video done that I watched last year or something about like, you know how how game studios used to like do like so much for like the gamer and like put a bunch of like art and like the, like the, the case of the game when you go pick it up. And, uh, Witcher was like one of the last games to do that. They had, they had a shit ton of stuff for you to like read through and like look at. There's a little thank you note. There's a little thank you note. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. It was just one of those like, wow, you know, not all the gaming industry is greedy money grubbing whores. CD Project Red, fantastic. Yep, and then they uh, they got Cyberpunk coming out this year, God willing. <laughs> got pushed we'll to see. September or no November now. I'm not even following yeah. up on it. I'm just waiting for it to come out at this point. I don't yeah, want to see anything or it's... hear anything about it. I just I'm done. Just put it out. Yep. <laughs> well, we gotta wait two more extra months. Um, yeah. I mean, for me, 2015, 
I didn't actually think there were a lot of games that I played then, uh, but there were. Uh, Shovel Knight, I played. Uh, I actually own it on the Switch. I really like it. Um, I actually bought it on the 3DS first, and then I bought it on the Switch. Um, Project Cars, uh, was it's a really cool racing game. I'd say um, the progression system is really cool. You can actually start at, like, go-kart level and then, like, work your way up to Formula 1 in, like, a career mode, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Project Cars 2 uh, went on and made uh, some fixed stuff on that. And then Project Cars 3 is coming out really soon. Uh, what else? Here's the Storm. I played a little bit because I obviously liked MOBAs, so I was willing to give it a shot. Wasn't really for me. Uh, it's definitely a different version of it. I, I might give it another shot later. Um, I mean, it's not, like, dead, but, you know. Blizzard still supports it. It's just something i haven't really gone back to since 2015 um until dawn really good story choose your own adventure style a game i love those types of games so it obviously a horror version of that is really cool disney infinity 3 uh, it was an honorable mention and i put this on on this list because i thought it was funny uh, but i do have some of the uh, figures for it and unfortunately this was the last game that they did do disney infinity uh, but I did get my Boba Fett figure, and that was the only one I really wanted. Um, Halo 5 Guardians story, I wish there was a lot more to it. I feel like it, it comes down to that whole thing of, like, I hate when games just end. Um, and, like, just fucking end on a huge cliffhanger that wasn't really rewarded or, like, I guess, deserved. Um, and Halo 5 definitely yeah. did it. But the multiplayer, solid. It, the multiplayer I, is pretty solid. Yeah, I I felt like it brought back those Halo 2 memories of you're facing off people that you are equal level with and um and it makes the game fun and more interesting throughout the whole entire time. Uh Rise of the Tomb Raider, god, this game would have been my fucking game of the decade or the game of this year. Um and it probably was. Uh, I love the Tomb Raider series, uh, the Camilla Ledington led ones. It it's just all three of them were really good. I can't wait till Marvel's Avengers comes out because then that team can go back to making uh, Tomb Raider. So, um, but yeah, it's it's gonna be it's really cool. Beyond Two Souls is also a choose your own adventure style game made by the people who made Heavy Rain. Really good, solid game. Uh, Ellen Page, I believe, is the lead character in that game. Hmm. Uh, um, and uh, yeah, Siege and League, uh, Rocket League, I've played off and on but i've never i've never like focused on those games but we voted on this what game would have what game is going to represent 2015 ashton what is the game representing 2015 the witcher the witcher 3 wild hunt is officially the 2015 representative moving on to 2016 uh tyler Games that we have chosen for the representatives of 2016 are The Witness, Street Fighter V, Quantum Break, Dark Souls 3, Uncharted 4, Doom, Overwatch, Inside, Deus Ex Mankind Divided, Persona 5, Gears 4, and Final Fantasy 15. Were there any games that stood out in 2016 for you? If you're still here, maybe. I don't know if he's still here. Oh, I was muted. Well, there you go. <laughs> I, I guess I was looking at a video. I apologize. I definitely played Dark Souls, played Doom. I wanted to play 
quantum break, but that fucking storage space, bro. Oh, it's huge. Yeah. huge. Oh. And yeah. H Fat. Uh Final Fantasy, Deus X. Uh, that, uh, I didn't play inside, I played Limbo. Sorry. Gears of War 4. I enjoyed it. Man, 2016 was a big year for you. Picked up all these games. The games. 2016? Uh, oh, let's remember, I graduated from high school, so I was big no life. <laughs> um, in 2016, was there anything that you were like, oh, these game, this game, this game was the shit? It was, for me, for me personally, Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy. What was it about Final Fantasy that stood out that you're like... Oh, yeah, coming from, from Square Enix, because uh, like, I used to play Kingdom Hearts when I was like, Asian 2 came from... Mm-hmm. That was my shit. And I guess, you know... The, the memory, the, the, the shit that like stays with you, you know, like the friendship things. It's kind of weird for me to talk about this because you know, it was in friendship, but <laughs> no, uh, Final Fantasy is really well done. The um, weapons, the story, the uh, like the tombs, I guess you could say they had. Like, uh, did you play a Final play. Fantasy game before this? I played a little bit of 13 and someone stole it from my house. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was bought for my birthday, right. and then we moved to where I live now. Damn, yeah, Jack. Did and I was actually enjoying that game a shit ton. Now it's uh, I think it's on Game Pass, isn't it? Fifteen, thirteen is not the the mobile. No, fifteen, fifteen, 15 is what I'm talking. Fifteen, about. Yeah. yeah, I have to finish that one. Mm-hmm. I finished fifteen because let me talk about last time. Uh, Xbox deleted my save on fifteen. Oh, I was like two yep. chapters from beating the game. Mm-hmm. I was like, what the hell? Well, maybe computer Twitch Final Fantasy fifteen. Well, who knows? But um. <laughs> Yeah, that that was about it. You know, the the map was huge, storyline was good. The characters, I feel like you really got connected to. You. Phoenix does like a good job with these characters. Like teams are good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I know there were better games that. You, that's my favorite. All right, uh, Ashton, was there any games that stood out to you in the year? I mean, it wasn't really a big game year for me. I couldn't really get into Gears Four. I was just kind of like, mm. um. Is this the one with Dark Souls? Dark yes, Souls 3? Dark Souls 3. Played the shit out of that. I think I've beaten it twice. Um, I beat the new game plus, and then um, when I went to Twitch, which weirdly enough we're going back, uh, I might pick it up again to finish my Broken Sword run on it. Um, I don't know. That that game was the first Dark Souls game I um, played got into and i just had a lot of fun with it um i don't know it's it was really cool because um that was basically my main play of the year that was the only game i beat that year Hmm. so um other than that i was just playing like halo still rocket league (laughs) yeah yeah, your 2015 games yeah that's i've basically been playing the same couple games for quite a long time so Mm -hmm. Um, it's, uh, yeah, that was basically my one new game that I was playing that year. And I don't know, it was just really cool. Cause you see all these, uh, um, playthroughs that people were doing. Uh, there was one guy that beat it using uh, the guitar from guitar hero. I have seen that, no, yeah. no hit run doing that. So I was like, what the fuck, dude? Oh my God. You're an insane human being. You're not fuck that. You're not even human. You're an alien. <laughs> Yeah, uh, 2016 for me was actually a huge year because this was the year Primal Target uh, started. So we were looking at all these games and trying to play as much as we can. 
Um, some of them did not make it to this list, so that's why most of the games we actually have not played on this list. Um, but yeah, like Quantum Break, we uh, Christian and I started playing that game. Uh, it just it was really hard to schedule a game like that because it was very story driven. Um, and then what else? We did play Beyond Two Souls this that, in 2016, so that transferred from 2015. And um, yeah, Uncharted Four. We played a lot of episodes of that. That's on the channel here, and uh, that was really cool because I love Uncharted. I like the Indiana Jones sort of style. Obviously, because I love Rise of the Tomb Raider, liking Uncharted is not too far off my radar. I did not play Doom. I still need to play that. I even downloaded it on Game Pass, and then I deleted it because I went on and had to. I had to delete stuff for another game. Uh. Overwatch, I, I still play it to this day. I play, I've bought that game three times now. I bought it on Xbox, PS4, and on PC. And I paid full price for the Xbox and PC version. Actually, I think I traded in towards the PC version. Um, but those were both at launch. So those were full price games. And then just recently I picked it up for PS4 because I've been playing with Allie. Um and then Persona 5, I just recently uh, played. I've actually taken a huge break off of that. Um, but I really love the Persona series. I think the characters and the stories that Atlas makes for the Persona series is awesome. I love Persona 4 Golden. And this game mm. just picked up all the stuff that I was like. It's kind of like, mm, I don't know if I want to. Really, yeah, this is not like spoilery. But like it's kind of like their translation from like Last of Us to Last of Us 2. They took all of the stuff that I didn't like and then they fixed it all. And so that's pretty much with huh. Persona 4. Even though those are both really solid games, like Persona 4, there was moments where I'm like, okay, do I really got to grind on this? Do I really got to do that? And then Persona 5 was grind. like, Persona 5 kind of answered the fact of like, oh yeah, you can kind of just, kind of if you're like super overpowered, you can just start beating the crap out of people. And then Royal even made doubled up on that where you're like, I think you don't even have to go into a battle. You should just like, you just tap it and they, you beat them immediately. And then you just move on. And I'm like, well, you know, and Royal just came out a couple months ago. Uh, Gears four. I recently beat, uh, in in anticipation for gears five felt like that was another game that didn't deserve the ending. It got, it was very abrupt. Uh, luckily gears five came out like three days later. So I didn't really care. Um, and I didn't play final fantasy. So, yeah, that was my 2016. Um, Tyler, do you remember the 2016 game we chose? Oh, I do. It was Dark Souls 3. Dark Souls 3 gets the representative of 2016. Um, is there anything you want to say about the game that you liked about it, that you didn't, that you loved? Um, I... Praise the sun, God. Praise the sun. <laughs> and also... I wasn't too pleased about this one. I was not Dude. pleased about it at all. It beating you Overwatch wanna, hurt me. Your pain, you want to real quick? That what? Want to discuss your pain? Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I don't think Dark Souls Three should beat Overwatch, considering that it is the. It's still played to this day and as popular as it was when it launched, and they keep updating it for free. And the only, I, I feel like Blizzard did the best they could. Uh, there's obviously, I mean, you know, there's gripes about the game, you know, whatever. But the, the thing about it is like, it's a solid team shooter. It started a craze. It killed another game. Uh, that being Bloodborne that came out 
two months before this game did or a month before this game. Um, and, uh, yeah, there's never been a pay to play situation. It's all, the characters are always free. I think there's like 60 now, maybe there might be that much. I'm not entirely sure how many there are 30, 40, something like that. There's a, there's a big number, (laughs) but a lot. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. And I just recently got back into it. So I'm like, I can see where to make this the representative of it, but you know, it, I, I mean, yeah, I don't agree with Dark Souls 3 being it, but, you know, majority rules in this situation. By the way. That well, what? here's here's my main argument. My main argument being Dark Souls 3 had a huge meme presence, and the only presence outside the game that Overwatch had was Rule 34. Hey, look, sometimes that's what it needs. Sometimes I don't know. <laughs> that's the only thing I, I have to agree with. We, like, jump to, like, why I remember both about the game. It's like, I feel like series of dark souls was so like wow you see the hype on like we're gonna throw demon souls in there too because demon souls technically is like but they need to throw bloodborne in there too but people do link them all together they are yeah i think well i think the souls is like considered the series and then there's Mm -hmm. the bloodborne series but yeah yeah but uh look at the hype that came about uh demon souls being announced or um remastered we were just like, oh my god! It's like hell yeah. I, like I said, I just the, the time that game brought me. It was like staying up like four a.m. completing bosses, and oddly enough, it was one of the funnest Dark Souls I played, but kind of one of the easiest. I don't know how I feel about. Yeah, that. it was pre- it was pretty easy. So easy. Dark Souls Two: Scholar of the First Sin broke me, and I feel like honestly, while playing uh, Dark Souls Three, I could go back and play Dark Souls. I just had like some of the fundamentals. I'd probably still get my ass. Oh yeah. All right. But after like the fifth boss, you're able to get through the rest of the rest of the shit, no problem. Okay, so there you go. The 2015 representative uh, is The Witcher Three: Wild Hunt, as well as the 2016 resident representative. Resident representative. It's getting late. Um, Dark Souls Three is the representative of 2016, and um, yeah, to top tier games sitting up in the the rest of them and how they will compare to the rest is for a later show so we will see how they do against the 2010 to 2014 games that have been selected uh two more games are now added to that list and in the next episode we will talk about the 2017 and the 2018 so that we can get through this before the end of the year that is the whole point so we can figure out who is the game of the decade we've talked about it for six months now (laughs) but we will figure it out um yeah any final words on game of the decades guys no okay ladies and gentlemen oh go ahead what did you you say at the end of it all should probably craft that Minecraft will be the one. We'll see. We'll see. Probably not. But hey, you got to think about it in a whole. Hey, also, fucking another update today, Ashton. Continue. Wait, what? <laughs> another update today. Come 23rd, bro. Oh, shit. Yeah, the Nether update. Yes. I'm going to be playing. Oh, home. Oh, let's wrap, let's wrap it up. Yep. <laughs> I, was just, I was just letting you go. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to listen to any of our podcasts, make sure you go and subscribe to us over there on iTunes. Uh, just search Primal Target, and you'll see uh, that we have our three podcasts ready for you, for your consuming pleasure of uh, movie combat, 
Bit, uh, Bitcade and PT3600. Uh, all three of our podcasts are on all one RSS feed, so you guys don't have to go and subscribe to three different ones. You can have it all in a nice, organized one feed. It is organized. They are broken out, so enjoy those. Um, if you got to watch the video version of this, uh, which at the current moment, because we live in the year 2020, we can't see each other, um, there is just a video game play of some random game that's been playing this whole time, and uh, hopefully you enjoy that. And also subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, it's over on... Uh, YouTube just search Primal Target. But we also have a new platform we are heading over towards because of the downfall of the first topic that we talked about. Ashton, what is that? Twitch.tv slash Primal underscore Target. There you go. Link in the description for all of our social media. Uh, Tyler, what is all of your social media? Why don't you go ahead and spout them off as we kind of go out of here? My per my personal Twitter, because I do have a gaming Twitter that will be changed because I'm possibly rebranding. Personal Twitter is just it's angles underscore. You can find me. Obviously, uh, down don't have that. Twi uh, Twitch soon be announced, but you can follow me there for uh, like updates on what I will be doing. And we will update that as we kind of go throughout the month, because uh, that's probably going to happen sooner than later. Uh, but we all just got all this information today. This is literally the announcement of Mixer being shut down. So it's all kind of happening today. So we thought we, would, we should talk about it. And uh, that's why it was the first episode. So, uh, and Tyler's uh, links are all in the description for you to click upon. Please go and show the PT love over on his social medias as much as you possibly can. Spread it like the plague. And that is going to be it. Uh, thank you, Tyler. Thank you, Ashton. And we'll see you guys in the next video. Good night, everybody. Good night. Yeah, dude, I got to drain my treasure snake real bad.